Welcome to the Legacy Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at LegacyFamily.info. You will be in a different place in a year. Because see, when you take a step toward God, God runs toward you. Because Pastor said it, we sang it. He is for you. He is for you. He is for you. Amen? He is for you. He's waiting for you to quit talking and take a step. Listen, that would not have happened out there if they just kept talking about it. You've got to take a step. You've got to take a step. You've got to call somebody and say, is this possible? You've got to call somebody. You've got to say, this is what we're going to do. Okay, I'm ready. Bring the wood. Bring this. Do demolition. Whatever you got. That's not my gifting. Whatever you got to do to tear that down and build that up and do all... You've got to take a step. But I'm telling you, there's an anointing in here today. It started out there with Jordan when she started talking about it. Where you can be in a year. God is for you. If you will take that step, it may seem like a slow process to you, but in a year you won't recognize what you were going after. It will not be the same. It will not be the same, but you have to take a step. Okay, I'm done, baby. Amen. Hey, listen, let me, let me begin with the end in mind. I want you to leave today knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that 2022 is going to be your greatest year yet, and there's nothing the devil can do about it. Amen? That's what I want. That's, that, that's, that's, that's where we're starting, and that's where I, I want to end. And before we leave today, I, I, I want to I declare something over you. We were, I was preaching up in North Texas here about a month ago, Pastor Bruce Beam and Elevation, Elevate Church, new church, just a year old, and a prophetic word came forth. And, I, and, when it, and when it came, I knew it wasn't just for that church. I knew it was for whosoever will. I knew it was for all churches. More than anything, I knew it was for me. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? You know, it just, I, I knew it was for Laura and I and our ministry. But I heard the Holy Spirit say, disconnect. Somebody say disconnect. Disconnect all your expectations concerning 2022 from anything going on in the world. Anything going on in the economic realm, the political realm. Come on, anything, all the storms, tests, trials, all the stuff you're watching on Facebook that somebody tells you to watch before it gets taken down. Disconnect all your expectations concerning 2022 from anything going on in the world and connect your expectations, come on, to the Father, Come on, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, who you are in Christ, your faith, your love walk, the kingdom. Somebody say the kingdom. And then God gave me a, a word, a scripture, and an instruction. The word was thrive. Get that word in your mouth. Get that word in your heart. Get that word in your DNA. Get that word. Get that word. Let that be your favorite word going into Thanksgiving and Christmas. You ain't going to survive 2022. That might be how you felt in 2021, but God hadn't called you to survive. He's called you to do what? thrive. The scripture was Ephesians 3.20, that our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Prophesy that scripture. Decree it. Declare it. Come on. Just get it on a three-by-five index card and meditate on it and let, let, let it become part of your DNA. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm good at asking and thinking. Come on, I, I, I can do some asking and thinking. God can do exceedingly, abundantly more. 
and the instruction. He told me in the hour we live in, it's never more important to have kingdom relationships. Pursue them with all your heart. Every one of us in here, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to get up all in our business. And we need to, we need to look at the relationships in our life. There are people that bring out the best in you, and there are people that bring out the worst in you. And we need to know the difference. Amen? Listen, friends are like elevators. They either take you up or they take you down. I love this one. When God wants to bless you, he puts someone in your life. When Satan wants to curse you, he puts someone in your life. Pursue kingdom relationships. Amen. Before we leave here today, I, I want to I declare that. And I'll tell you what I want to do is at the end of the service, we're going we're to come up here to this altar. And how many of you feel like you have maybe one good worship song in you? Come on, with everything in you. Anybody worship God one more time before we leave? We're going to get the praise and worship. One, one song. Don't ask me for two songs. You ain't getting two songs. All you're getting is one song. And we're going to worship God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And listen, when that worship goes up and the glory comes down, we're going to declare thrive. We're going to declare Ephesians 3.20. And the Holy Spirit is going to begin to put relationships in our life that he wants us to have and not that the devil wants us to have. So are we all in agreement? Amen. And so he said, Brother Phil, I, I don't want to come to the altar, though. Well, it's okay. You will by the time I get through with you. So why do we have to come down to the altar? Because nothing supernatural ever happens in your comfort zone. Uh-oh, Scooby-Doo, rut-row. Come on now. There's something about coming down to this altar and getting out of your comfort zone, and it's a Zacchaeus moment for you. It's climbing a tree and getting out on a limb, and who did Jesus go home with that day? The only person that got out of their comfort zone. Amen. Real quick, uh, Miss Becky's going to be out there at the table. And uh, after the service is over, it's right over there in the corner. Go sign up for the Daily Move. It's just a little email that comes every morning. and I, I just It takes about 10 seconds to read. You know, blessed are the brief. They shall be invited back. And, uh, but it'll, it'll, it'll challenge you. It'll, it'll encourage you. It'll inspire you. It's just a little nugget that'll just get you going for the day. And uh, back there are both of our books, uh, The Build and The Move. Uh, the Move is a supernatural journey into the deep. God don't want you to live shallow. He wants you to live deep. And then the other one is called The Build. And I'm telling you right now, whether you know it or not, at the end of your life, you're going to want to know you mattered. You're going to want to know you made a difference. You're not going to want to be laying there with all these kind of regrets and woulda, shoulda, couldas. You're going to want to know you, you built the kingdom in some way. And that's what that book's all about. And so both of them are back there for 20. But uh, there's, there's five bags back there that are real special to me because they represent three things there. Number one, they, 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 they help us, 50 churches a year, Bulgaria in the spring. The PATH TV now is on three networks, and we're just, we're, just, we're just doing a lot. And those bags, when you sow that seed, you're helping us with all those things. Number two, and I don't know why more ministries do this. When you see this, you're going to be like, why doesn't everybody do that? Well, I'm just ahead of the curve. Amen? We took all of our media, 16 series, and we put them on a flash drive. And so everything that we've ever done is on that little thing. And you put it in a laptop, PC, computer, your vehicle, and you get, it's everything. It's like $700 worth of stuff. But it's just a $100 seed. 
And then the third thing of that bag is your good ground to sow into, and so both books are in the bag. And so there's just five of them. So if we run out, uh, talk to Miss Laura. She'll tell you what to do, and we'll, and we'll ship it to you here in a week. But uh, it's all back there. Miss Becky will help you, and you can use your credit card, debit card, any of that stuff. Amen? Last thing before we get in the Word, and I'm not going to preach long. It don't take me long to get where I want to go. Um, you ever been in a service, and you walked out, and you said to yourself, I don't know if I've ever seen that many people healed at one time. And then you pause, and you go, and the really good part is I'm healed. Wouldn't that be awesome today? How many of you would like to walk out of here today and be able to say that? How many of you wouldn't get mad if God healed you today? You wouldn't get offended? You'd be all right? If God just healed you? All the pain, all the soreness, all the stiffness, anything going on in your body, you walked out of here today pain-free. Come on, somebody prophesy pain-free. Pain-free? You know, here, here a while back, I, I was praying, and all of a sudden in the Spirit, I saw this... Uh, bird with all this, this dove with all this oil all over it. Y'all ever seen that, those oil slicks? And those birds fly into that? And then those people are taking those birds and they're using what? Dawn dishwashing liquid, you know, and they're, they're washing off the, the oil. And, and I saw that. And I remember asking the Holy Spirit, what am I seeing? And he said, that represents a lot of my people. And I said, well, what is the black? And he, and he said, well, it, it's many things, but one, it's inflammation. Inflammation. So much of what's going on on our bodies is inflammation. Whether it's in your brain and, you know, Alzheimer's, whether it's your heart and heart disease, whether it's your skin and the stuff we deal with, your joints, arthritis, your lungs, asthma. I mean, just about all of it comes from some kind of, of inflammation. You imagine in a split second all the inflammation was gone? Could, could God do something like that? I mean, in one moment, all the inflammation is gone out of your body. Wouldn't it be fun to see the difference when it was gone? Wouldn't it be fun to take your body for a, for a, for, for a, for a test run just to see the difference in your body once all the inflammation is gone? Let's find out today, because that's what Jesus is going to do. That's what he's going to do. Ooh, we're going to give him the praise, the glory, and the honor, aren't we? But remember, you have a part to play. And some of you, you know, I've been coming here for a long time, and I've told this story before, and, you know, I'm not apologizing. I've been set free from the fear of repetition. So everywhere, I'll be 90 years old telling this story because it's supernatural, and every time I tell this story, people get healed. So how many of you want me to tell this story? You're wise. Um, th th there was a lady, and uh, she was sitting right over there. Now, it wasn't this church. Every church has right over there. And, uh, and so her, her daughter came and said, would you come pray for my mama? And I said, sure. And she had a bad knee, swollen. Come on, somebody say inflammation. And... Uh, so I'm praying for her, and the Lord spoke to me and said, watch her, I'm going to show you something. So after I get through praying for her, I say, in Jesus' name, amen, and she's so sweet. Brother Philip, thank you so much for praying for me. I really enjoyed the service, and da-da-da, and I'm sitting there, and I'm looking, because, what, God, what do you want me to see? And then I saw it, and it changed my life. So what do you see? She never moved her knee. 
She just thanked me for praying for her. But she never moved her knee. Why didn't she move her knee? Because she didn't believe she was healed. If she'd have believed she was healed, what would she have done? She didn't want to be healed. She just wanted me to pray for her. Been in church all my life. I know the show. I don't care about the show. I'm not here for the show. I'm not here to pray for you. I want you healed. Serious as a, come on. I want you healed. I want you walking out of those doors pain-free. God's going to break the yoke of inflammation in this place today. and ain't nothing the devil going to do about it. But when it happens, your part is what? You got to do what that lady didn't do. You got to start moving around. If you got a bad neck, how are you going to know it's healed? If you got a bad back, what are you going to have to do? If you got a bad, are you with me? God does his part, but you have to do your part. Turning your Bible over to John 2. I want to show you a few things, and we're going to get this praise and worship team back up here, and we're going to worship one song, and we're going to declare thrive, and we're going to declare Ephesians 3.20, and the Holy Spirit is going to begin to move us towards kingdom relationships and move you away from, come on, the wrong kingdoms, relationships. John 2 is one of my favorite chapters and uh, I've been preaching out of this chapter for years. Some of this that I'm going to share right now, probably shared here before. Uh, but but I love it. I love John 2. And what I'm talking about here, it's the story of Jesus. Come on, at the wedding in Cana. It was the first um, miracle he ever did. And so let me just, because I want to honor, everybody say honor. I want to honor God's word. I'm not going to read it all. I just want to read certain parts uh, in the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. Come on, Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage, verse 2. They wanted wine. Jesus said unto him, baby, they don't have no wine. Jesus said, woman, what have I to do with you? Mine hour is not yet come. Mama said, whatever he says unto you, do it. Verse 6, six water pots. Fill them up, fill them up. Fill up the water pots, verse 7. And he said unto them, now draw out, bear unto the governor of the feast. Ruler of the feast, taste it. Water that was made into wine. And he brings the groom over. And he says, every man at the beginning does set forth good wine. But when men have well drunk, man, this is smart. When everybody's drunk, bring out the trash. Everybody's so drunk, they won't know the difference. Brilliant. All right, verse 11. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee. And he manifested his glory and his disciples believed on him. There's so many things I love about this story. One of them in is it's just the heart of the Father. You know, in the Old Testament, water was turned into blood. New Testament, water was turned into wine. Come on, the Old Testament's law. The New Testament's grace. Ooh, come on, that's good. Amen? I'm not preaching on that. Quit. And so the second thing I love about it is it just shows you what a miracle is. You ever looked at Webster's Dictionary and looked at the definition of, of a miracle? It's hogwash. It's just blah, blah, blah. It's just a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. Somebody pontificating, all right? All a miracle is is when God turns dirty water into wine. All a miracle is is when God turns this into that. All a miracle is is when God turns what you don't want. Anybody got something you don't want? And he turns it into what you do want. Woo, I like that. All a miracle is is when God turns what Satan meant for your destruction. Hey, in 2021, did, did Satan bring something along that was meant for your destruction? God will turn it into something for his glory. 
Come on, God turns sinners into saints. He turns orphans into sons and daughters. Come on, he'll turn a, a mission field into a missionary. He'll turn a captive into a deliverer. He turns things around. He's good at it. He turns things around. He'll turn religion into relationship. He can turn your inflammation into something too. Ooh, he'll turn your inflammation into something. Think about it. If he turned dirty water into clean water, he didn't do that, did he? he but that, that would have been nice if he'd have turned all that dirty water into clean water, but that would have been a healing. He didn't do that. He turned dirty water into wine. So if, if he turned your inflammation and he just dissolved it and got rid of it and it wasn't there anymore, that would be a healing. But what if he touches you today and he turns your inflammation into, this is what I heard when I was up early this morning praying. And I said, Father, I just don't want the inflammation to go. I want you to turn it. Come on, the, the cross, he turned the greatest victory that Satan had ever seen into his greatest defeat. He can turn your inflammation into, and this is what I heard in my spirit, the Zoe life of God. John 10.10, 10, and Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. And that word life is Zoe. It means his nature, his being, his substance. So it's not that your inflammation goes away. He turns it into Zoe. How many of you let him do that this morning? It tells us what a miracle is. All a miracle is, I hope you remember this for the rest of your life, it's just when God turns dirty water into wine. Another thing I loved about this chapter, and this is what brought me to the chapter to begin with, was the apparent rude statement Jesus kind of made to his mother. Come on, Jesus comes to, I mean, Mary comes to Jesus and says, uh, baby, they've run out of wine. And what did Jesus say? He said, woman, hello, let's stop right there. Woman. Right, can you imagine Brittany walking over to, walking over to mama, you know, and Miss Litany, Miss Lisa says, hey, Brittany, do this. And Brittany turns around and goes, now, woman. <laughs> if, I'd, if I'd have said woman to my mama, psh, psh, psh. And he didn't say, woman, what have I to do with this situation? He goes, woman, what have I to do with you? Isn't that a little odd? Uh, you ever wonder where that came from? I asked the Holy Spirit, where, where did that, that's what brought me to the chapter anyway. I, that bothered me, and when something bothers me, I know that's code for the Holy Spirit wanting to show me something. Do you all remember when Jesus was 12 years old and he went AWOL? Come on, he went AWOL. And they found him, what, four days later in the temple, arguing with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and, and, and you know he was winning the argument, all right? What did he tell them when they found him? He said, hey, don't you know I must be about my father's business? Boy, that was one focused little 12-year-old, wasn't it? One focused, 12? 12? If he was that focused at 12, how focused was he at 30? That's who Mary ran into that day. He's 30 years old. He ain't her little boy no more. He ain't the carpenter's son no more. 
This is the Messiah. This is the Christ. This is the Son of God. This is the Word made flesh. This is, come on, this, this is the Word in a leather jacket. Come on, this is, come on, he, he's the man. And, he, and he's carrying all of mankind, past, present, and future, on his shoulders. And he knows what's coming. And he is, he, he is now in a place where everything he does is because the Father tells him to. If he was focused at 12, how much more focused was he at 30? That's who she ran into that day. I'm not asking you to be more focused than Jesus at 30, but don't you think we should be as focused as he was at 12? Are you going to let a 12-year-old Jesus be more focused than you? As we finish out 2021, and, and, and 2022 is right around the corner, and you all said, I heard you, that you want 2022 to be your greatest year yet, and nothing the devil can do about it. Is it going to require a little focus? You going to let a 12-year-old Jesus be more focused than you? Yeah, but Philip, it, it was Jesus, 12. But he was the Messiah, 12. 12 is 12. The only reason people fail is broken focus. Let's finish out this year more focused than we've ever been. Let's hit 2022 operating on all eight cylinders. Come on, more focused on being who God's called us to be, doing what God's called us to do, going where God's called us to go, giving what God's called us to give. Somebody say focus. I love that stuff. I'm focused. But I saw something here recently I've never seen before. And I'm going to give this to you, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna worship. Anybody go, anybody go to a wedding in 2021? Who went to a wedding in 2021? More a bunch of you. bunch of you. We got little, uh, little youth pastors. They're celebrating one-year anniversary today. Amen. Come on. Ashley, Jordan, one-year anniversary today. Make sure you bless them. Amen. Give them a hug. Congratulate them. What is a wedding all about? What, 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 what defines a wedding? Somebody would say love, but the thing about that is there's love before a wedding. That's why there is a wedding, hopefully. Uh, there's going to be love after the wedding, hopefully, in the name of Jesus. What is a wedding all about? Well, it's about a lot of things, but let me give you something maybe you've never thought about before. It's about the word honor. When you go to a wedding, it's all about honor. The bride and groom are being honored, right? They're being honored. All, all the, the families of both bride and groom, they're being honored. They're sitting at the head table, right? Oh, the bridesmaid, the best man, they're being honored. I mean, you, you're, you're honored when you get called the best man. Amen? The little, uh, the little ring bearer. Oh, look at that cute. He's being honored. What about the little flower girl? She's being honored. The preacher. How many weddings have you done, Pastor Brett? Too many. He's being honored. He's being honored. Everybody's being honored. Everybody's being honored. But you know what was about to happen? All that honor was about to get flushed. They ran out of wine. And dishonor was about to sweep that place. And Jesus came along, and what did he do? He restored the honor. And, not, and he took it to a level nobody had ever seen before. Over 2,000 years, the most famous wine that's ever existed has been that wine. The most famous six pots in the history of the world have been those six pots. And the most famous wedding in the history of the world has been that 
There's two people up in heaven. They have T-shirts on, and his, his T-shirt goes, I'm the guy, Cana of Galilee. <laughs> yeah, play that thing. He took honor to another level. Put that image up. Honor is the atmosphere for miracles. Honor is the atmosphere for miracles. We need to learn to honor each other more. Honor the gifts of God that He places in our life. Honor the moment. You know, this is a moment. It'll never happen again. This is a snowflake moment. We'll never be in this place talking about this and this exact. It's a snowflake. It'll never exist again. We should never take it for granted, should we? We honor Jesus. We honor the Father. Sometimes me and our wives go on shopping sprees. About the rest of the year, we go on an honor spree. Everything about this wedding was about honor. I wrote this down. Honor is ground that miracles come forth from. Honor is the air that miracles breathe and come to life. Honor is the river that miracles move in. Honor. Come on, somebody say that word. Honor is to esteem something lightly. I mean, esteem something highly. Honor. Honor. Somebody once said that Every person sometime in their life needs a standing ovation. Honor. If we get anything right going forward, let's get that right. Let's be people of honor. Let's be a church of honor. And if we'll establish that culture, you won't believe the amount of miracles that will begin to happen. And God will start turning this is into that's and what you don't want into what you do want. And things that were meant for your destruction into something for His glory. Stand to your feet. In just a moment, we're going to come down to the altar. We're going to put our... Uh, you know, the old saying, we're going to put our money where our mouth is. We're not just going to talk the talk. We're going to walk the walk. We're going to come down to the honor altar, and we're going to honor God. We're going to honor Jesus. But every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here this morning, you can't step over into that realm If you're out there hoping that if you die, you'd go to heaven. God doesn't want you to hope. He wants you to know that you know that you know 100% that if you died, you'd bust heaven wide open. Because when you get that knowing on the inside of you, with that knowing comes this heart, this desire to honor him with your life. And you don't get that honor with the hoping you get that honor with the knowing. I'm not going to embarrass anyone. Every head bowed, every eye closed. But if you're here this morning and you say, Brother Philip, I want to walk out of here today and I want to know that I know that I know that I know. I want to know 100% 
that if I died, I would spend eternity with the Father, with Jesus. I, I want him to be my Lord and Savior. I want to know that I'm going to heaven. I want that honor. I want that peace. I want that knowing. And I, I don't want to live one more day without it. No one's looking around. If that's you all over the building, just slip your hand up right where you are. Yeah, I see that hand and that hand and that hand and that hand. It'll never be easier. And I see that hand back there and a hand right over here. Come on, just a few more seconds. It'll never be easier. Just lift your hand right where you are. I'm not going to I'm not gonna embarrass you. I see that hand and that hand. No more hoping. No more hoping. We're going to know that we know that we know. Anyone else? Three more seconds. Three, two, one. Hallelujah. Every head up, every eye open. How many of you want to go into 2022 more focused than you ever have been? How many of you could do a better job in this honor realm? If you lifted your hand for anything, if you didn't lift your hand, come join me down here at the altar. Come down here. Don't get in a line. No one's laying hands on you. Just come stand anywhere you want to stand. You can stand over there in that corner over there. Just get out of your comfort zone. Come on, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Climb that tree and get out on a limb. God told me years ago that if churches would honor the altar, God would honor the church. If churches would exalt, come on, move on up, move on up, move on up. If churches would exalt the altar, God would exalt the church. And how about this? If churches would fill the altar, God would fill the church. Your heart getting ready to worship? We're fixing to honor the Father with our worship. We're fixing to honor Jesus with our worship. But pray this prayer with me. Everybody say, Father, I love you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. All my sins, all my regrets, all my guilt, all my dishonor washed away in the blood of Jesus. Jesus, you're my Savior. I invite you into my heart, and I boldly declare that you're Lord over my life. Jesus, you lead, and I'll follow. Come on, someone say, I'm born again. I'm saved. I'm heaven bound. I'm a new creature. I'm a son and daughter. The Most High God. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Come on, say this. Say, I'm forgiven of all my sins. Don't bring that stuff up to the Father anymore. He don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> Ask the Father, do you think he would mind if you took a few moments and honored him? Go ahead, just ask him and see what he says. Hey, men, why don't you take a moment and ask Jesus, would he mind if you took a few moments and honored him with your worship? Did he say yes or did he say no? Got a feeling he said yes. 
Come on, lift your hands in this place. Come on, my brother. One time through, with everything in you, all your heart, let's honor the Father and let's honor Jesus. I love you. Oh, your mercy never fails me. And all my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness. Come on, be a choir.
Begin to move your body around. Do what that lady didn't do. Check your knees. Come on, bend over. Touch your, touch your, touch your ankles. Come on, bend over. Move your neck around. Move your shoulders. All inflammation has been turned into the Zoe life of God. What you didn't want, now something you do want. What Satan meant for your destruction, now God's turned it for his glory. Come on, somebody keep moving. Come on, move your hips, move your jaw. Come on, take a breath in your lungs. Move your hands around. Move your feet around, plantar. Come on, that inflammation in your feet is gone. Ooh, come on, check your knees out. Check your shoulders out. Move your shoulders around. Come on, so I keep moving and lift up the name of Jesus. Honor Jesus. I didn't touch anybody. I'm not a healer. Oh, come on, the, the Zoe life of God all over you. Oh, where there was inflammation, now there's the Zoe life of God in your body. Ooh, in Jesus' name, thank you, Father. If there's a difference in your body, what you couldn't do now, you can. The pain's gone. The soreness is gone. The stiffness is gone. There's a difference. Lift your hand all over this place. There's a difference. Keep them up. Keep them up. Keep them up. Everybody look around. You're walking out of this place today, and you're going to say, I don't know if I've ever seen that many people healed at one time before. And the really good part is I'm healed. Amen? Keep your hands up. Now keep your hands up. Make eye contact with me. We're going to do this like popcorn. You're not testifying. Just yell out my back, my neck, my, my, my knee, my whatever. I'm going to point at you. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? We're going to do this in 60 seconds. Are you ready? On your mark, get set. Yell out. What's different? Shoulder. Shoulder. Right here. Make eye contact with me. What's different? Amen. What's different? Your back. Your neck. Neck, back, back, your back. What about you, brother? Your knee, feet, your neck, your leg, and your foot. What's that? Your foot, your back, your shoulder, your knee. Zoe, life of God. Your stomach, your neck. Your, what'd you say? Your legs, lungs, neck, everything. Uh, everything, knees and back, your shoulder, hips and hands, yeah, spine, your back. I don't want to miss anybody. We'll grieve the Holy Ghost. Ooh. You say, what are you doing? We're honoring. Yeah, brother, right back here. Your brain. Amen. That's a Zoe brain. Turn to him and prophesy. Zoe brain. Now lift your hands in this place. Father, in the authority of the name of Jesus, Father, in this moment, we're disconnecting all of our expectations concerning 2022 from Washington, from the economy, from politics, from Fox News and CNN and MSNBC and Facebook and social media. We're disconnecting our expectations from all that. And Father, our expectation is in you. You're Jehovah Jireh, you're El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. We're connecting to the Word. We're connecting to the kingdom. We're connecting to faith and love and hope. 
And we prophesy thrive over ourselves and our families, over Legacy Church, over Pastor Brad and Miss Lisa. We declare thrive. And Father, we remind you of your word. That, Father, you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think. The Holy Spirit move in this place and begin to disconnect us from relationships that bring out the worst in us. Begin to connect us with people that you have put in our life to bring out the best in us. Best days are ahead. Ain't nothing the devil can do about it. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at LegacyFamily.info.